I'm Jody Nisnik, and you're listening to So Much More. John 16, 12, Jesus stated, there is so much more I want to tell you. He then pointed to the spirit as the one who would come, who would further his teaching by bringing his word to life for us. So much more creates space for God to reveal his truth through his word. Well, today I'm excited to have Ellen Krause with me as we have a conversation around Deuteronomy chapter eight and what the Lord is teaching her. Ellen and her daughters, Taylor and Ashley, run the ministry Coffee and Bible Time, which started as a YouTube channel to inspire the delight of God's word and to help people come to know Jesus personally. And it now has over 340,000 subscribers. So they've also branched out to become a community of followers that seek to share stories and spark imagination and be welcoming to any who join their community. Ellen serves in a unique role as the mentor mama to this community, and she also hosts the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. And as if that's not enough, they also write Bible studies and create other resources to help followers as they journey with Jesus. So Ellen, you have a very full plate, don't you? (laughs) Oh, we do. But uh, it's a joy. It's a challenge. It's an incredible opportunity. And so I'm so thankful that the Lord's given that to us. And thank you, Jody, so much for having me on your podcast. I'm excited to be here. Well, I am thrilled to have you. We got to meet Oh, it's been maybe almost a year ago when I got to be on the Coffee and Bible Time podcast, and that was so fun. And you're just one of those people that I immediately loved and was like, okay, I've got to have Ellen on the podcast. So I'm so glad that you are here today. Thank you. Well, before we dive in, I do want to give us just a quick reminder about the passage. We are in Deuteronomy 8. And To me, this passage feels a bit like a pep talk from Moses to the Israelites, where he's encouraging them to remember their God, especially after all their needs feel met and they've entered into the promised land. So let me go ahead and read the passage for us, and then we'll dive in. So this is Deuteronomy 8, 6 through 14. Observe the commands of the Lord your God walking in obedience to him and revering him. For the Lord, your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out into the valley and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, When you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, 
and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. All right, Alan, we did this as a Lectio Divina, and I realize it's a bit of a long passage to do in this way because there's just so much going on, but we wanted the Lord to draw us into the passage, help us notice a word or phrase or something in the passage. So let's start there. Tell me about where the Lord led you in this passage. Absolutely. Well, I did read through the passage uh, multiple times, as you suggested, and the Lord just kept pulling me back to verse six, which really calls us to two actions. One, he calls us to walk in obedience to him and revere him. And what I then did was because those had really just stood out to me, I went and I looked at just a bunch of other translations, which thank you to Bible Hub allows you to do that so easily. I love it. Right. And so for these two things, walking in obedience to him, just to expand our knowledge further, it also means like to walk in his ways, to live each and every day according to his laws and obey him and to live according to his standards. So all of those sort of helped me with a greater understanding of what does it mean to walk in obedience to him. And then the second part of that, the second call to action is to revere him. And I think um, very frequently in many other translations that also means to fear him which means worshiping him with this just awe-filled reverence and profound respect, being in awe of who he is and literally worshiping him with fear and trembling. And so the it was really the combination of those two elements in verse 6 that God really drew my attention to. I love that. And I love that you helped us even just unpack what those words mean a little bit more. Um, I think obedience can be a word that feels really scary to us because when we think of obedience, sometimes it's not, we don't realize it's to a perfect loving father, right? So we yes. think of obedience and it feels like you're being forced to do something you don't want to do kicking and screaming. Like I always think of like a father child and and not a good father. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So that's, I think one of the ways that obedience has gotten twisted for us. So I love that you, you know, it's, it's living according to God's standards, walking with him. So that's awesome. Thank you for bringing that out. And thank you also for the revering too, because I didn't realize that that also was translated as fear. And that's another word that we get misconstrued a lot, isn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that was helpful, even just that it's worshiping and awe. And so um, that's super helpful. I'm glad you did that and and brought that alive for us. So as you kind of took that next step with the Lord and said, okay, so how does this apply to my life right now? Tell me about that next step you took as I reflected on it, you know, there's just so many distractions in this world and we continually need to recenter ourselves on the things that are most important. And in the 
context of this passage, God is telling the people of Israel that he is bringing them into this plentiful land where they may be prone to forgetting about him. And as they get caught up in their blessings that he's given them, instead of on the God who has blessed them, and really that differentiation um, became so clear to me. It's kind of like when we think about um, you know, are we just praising God's creation or are we praising him? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the cautions that God brings up in this passage to not forget him, not disobey him and not be proud, I think are also really great reminders for, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but what specifically applied to my life in this passage, and I know there is no coincidence here. This was just God really speaking to me. And he used this passage to just calm me and remind me to have a fear of God that is greater than a fear of man. And when you're in the public space, um, as I'm sure you realize, you know, there can be scary at times. I mean, there's a a lot of um, people that you know, don't respect Christianity. And so we do, I'm going to say, get some hate, you know, type of comments and things that can make it really difficult. And I feel like this, this passage has just really reminded me that my fear of God has to be so much greater than my fear of man, especially when I'm doing the things that he tells us to do by walking in his ways and fearing him. And where this gets ultra specific, Jody, is that we literally are coming out today with a brand new series on Coffee and Bible Time called Biblical Perspectives on Raw Topics with Mentor Mama. And we're going to be talking about some very raw topics like sex before marriage and mental health and our crazy, you know, PMS hormones and body image. And, and for me and my personality, I've always been the type that um, I kind of have like this innate worry within me about caring about what other pe- people think. Um, and especially when I was younger, I feel like I've kind of, I try to turn that over to God and not let that um, sort of rule my life anymore. But it's still it's still part of who I am. And mm-hmm. so these raw topics really cut to the core and they really challenge me to be authentic rather than putting on a mask. And and I think that for anybody who is a mentor, that's just so important. It's really important to take off the masks um, of who and how we want people to perceive us um, and instead my have my fear of God just be be greater and uh, following his obedience mm-hmm. and trusting trusting him that this is what he's called us to do yeah and it it feels scary like I feel that nervousness with you when you put yourself out there and say some things that aren't going to be popular in the world's eyes about some of those topics and yet when we are followers of Jesus believe that they are actually the the way to live life abundantly. I mean, that's what Jesus tells us. I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly, fully. 
And do we believe him? Yes. Part of the way we receive that living in that way is walking in obedience to him and revering him. One of the things that you brought up as you were talking about, and it made me start thinking, you know, the promise to the Israelites in this passage is that God is bringing them into a good land, the promised land, the land that they have made this journey to. That is a specific promise to them. And there, there is a, a promise to us that eventually we will be in, in the promised land, so to speak, when Jesus yes. comes back. But mm-hmm. I think the truth in all of that is no matter where God is bringing us, we walk in obedience and revere, revere him. And that's what you're saying is I will choose to honor you and I will choose you above my fear. And I'm going to choose mm-hmm. you above perhaps unkind comments that are going to be received because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking of verse 11, be careful that you do not forget the Lord, your God, because he's the one that's leading us. And so uh, it's very powerful. Thank you for bringing all of that to the surface. Uh, Where's the series going to be? We will be having it on our YouTube channel, Coffee and Bible Time. Okay. And we're also going to be turning it into one of our podcasts as well. So yeah, well, I'll put a link in the show notes for that because I know that there's a lot of people that will want to follow along with that. And you are very wise. You've got a lot of great wisdom to share. And also I would recommend that we be praying for you. Yes. Now this is, this is um, coming out a few weeks after you've started that series. So once the links are in the show notes, we'll be able to see them right away, which is awesome. Well, tell me, was there anything else that the Lord kind of led you to in this passage or that surprised you about? the passage or the experience? You know, as I reflected even further on this, I feel like, you know, he was reminding me and teaching me to stay grounded daily in his word, which I think is so critical. Uh, And that's what keeps me tied to trusting him and obeying him is because I'm continually having this input into my brain about his character and his magnificence, his holiness, and all these reasons why I want to trust him and why I want to obey him. And really just to believe that he has called me to this ministry with my daughters to help advance his kingdom and to help remind people that they don't have to live in condemnation. There's so many things that we can we can learn from the Bible that will free us from, and especially in the case of some of these raw topics, that even if you have fallen short in your past, that you don't have to live there. You don't have to stay there. In Christ, there is no condemnation. And you know, what Jesus did on the cross is for you and for me. And he paid that price so that we don't have to live in shame. Mm. So I just, you know, really want to encourage people that whatever difficulty that you may be, be going through, current challenges or hardships or things, you know, guilt or shame from the past, all of these different things, we need to remember to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and staying staying in his word, I thought was just mm-hmm. um, what God kept speaking to me um, 
you know, when I was looking at this passage, I kind of broke it out into three things, you know, like one, he wants us to obey his commands. Well, he tells us how to do that. He tells us by walking in his ways and by fearing him. And then another part of this passage is to praise the Lord and to be thankful for his faithfulness that he's shown us in the past. And that can be so helpful. I mean, it's something that happened over and over and over again in scripture that we see time and time again of God's faithfulness. And even for you personally, like if you make a timeline of your life, I see just God's faithfulness so many times, even before I became a believer. So praising the Lord for for his faithfulness and just all of the blessings that he showers upon upon us in this passage. I mean, how many different things did he call out in this? Brooks, streams, valleys, hills, wheat, barley, like there's so many different, I mean, the blessings that he's given us are just so many. And to really, too, that's a great thing to journal about and to kind of lift your spirits about is remembering God's faithfulness, remembering all the blessings that he has given us in the past helps us get through maybe a a current time that we're struggling with. And then the third kind of key learning was just the caution that he gives us in this passage. He says, don't forget about me. And I think that can be so easy to do in this world where there are so many distractions, so many things to do, places to go, things to do for your kids. Um, really putting God on the back burner in many ways, whether it's quiet time or going to church, being in fellowship with other believers, all these things can easily get put on the back burner. And so I thought this was a great his caution to not forget about him, to not disobey his commands and and to not become proud. It's also um, very easy for us when we have any positive things happen in our life to, you know, take all of the success and, you know, put it on ourselves. Hey, aren't we great? We did all this. But really, he's <laughs> cautioning us not to be proud and to remember uh, who from whom all these blessings actually do flow. Yeah. It, this is a big part of the Israelite story. There are multiple times where God tells them, don't forget, don't forget, write it down, gather a little bit of the manna so that you can keep it so that we will always remember how, you know, you'll always remember how I provided for you. He just multiple times, he says, be intentional to remember Um, and for me that, that that comes with journaling, writing some things down because I am a a very forgetful person. Um, and when I write things down, I've got a place I can go back to and read. What did he do? How did he Mm -hmm. show up in that hard time? And I can remember because you're right. I think our memory, it, it plays tricks on us. And then we do risk thinking, wow, look what I just did. And no, yeah, I mean, we put some effort in, right? But it was God's grace and blessing. If there was anything good that came out of it, um, it, we we can't become proud about it. Everything we have, every gift we've been given is because he chose to give it to us in the first place. Yes, and just the trusting and the obeying, you know, I think back, um, counting your blessings also means 
trusting that the outcomes that God has for you is his perfect plan. And I think of this example of um, when a- my daughter Ashley was younger, she's engaged to be married now to a wonderful young man. And But there was a time previously that she had a boyfriend and our family just absolutely loved their family. And he was such a great guy. And, and she went through this process of really discerning, well, despite all those things, like, I don't think he's the man that God has called me for me. And I just remember being, you know, on this roller coaster of like excitement and then like, wait a minute, what? And, and, and just how, trusting and obeying and following his lead really, you know, led her to the point where she's at now. Yeah. That's a great example. And it is hard, especially when we've got people around us who love us, who don't maybe see things exactly the same way we do. That can also be a challenge to put, again, going right back to the thing we were saying just a few minutes ago is you sitting with the Lord, making that a priority so that we know what he's inviting us to do. And we're not swayed um, by the people around us that we're actually swayed by God first. (laughs) Not that we don't listen to wise counsel. I mean, we should absolutely listen to wise counsel, but we need to listen to the Lord above all of that. So that's a great, that's a great example. I'd love to know a little bit more about the ministry and how it started. What Tell me about the very beginning. Yeah, sure. Well, Coffee and Bible Time really started out as a Christian um, YouTube channel. And we're just have been so encouraged that, you know, Ashley and Taylor started this like five, six years ago. And there was a big pivot um, from where they started to where they ended up. And just, again, trusting, obeying that that was the decision that God had for us. And, um, you know, our, our mission, we, we really thought long and hard about the mission of the YouTube channel, which is helping people delight in God's word. And so we try to always incorporate that or come back to that. And I think one of the neatest things about the ministry is just that how our followers have formed like this loving and caring community. And we share this common faith. You see people like someone will make a comment on a video and then someone else will give that person words of encouragement. And that's just been super neat to see. And so it really started with the YouTube channel and then we expanded into the podcast and we have a blog and we have this online shop where um, something that Ashley had done uh, when she was in high school actually was to really start praying a lot. And she made this prayer journal and that was kind of the start of our website and creating products and Bible studies. And so, yeah, you can find us on Instagram. And and then if you really want to see the goofy, funny, crazy side of us, <laughs> they also have a vlogging YouTube channel called Coffee Girls because, hey, we love coffee. And it's just like the behind the scenes um, of our life that just really shows um, that we're just completely normal, crazy people. I love it. <laughs> um, but I, I guess what you know, when I think back and I look 
on what God has done, I look and I see how he has gifted us each uniquely, the three of us with different talents and abilities, but to fulfill this purpose that the three Mm -hmm. of us he has called together to do. And so like, when you look at each one of us, um, and how we're so different, like Ashley, she's absolutely passionate. She just graduated from Moody with biblical studies. And she just has a passion for teaching the Bible and writing Bible studies and courses. And so she just is so heavily involved in creating that content. And then Taylor, for those that watch Taylor, she's like, has the most amazing sense of humor. She always, she keeps our followers laughing. She keeps our spirits lifted. Um, she really makes us laugh. And, but she also is like an amazing photographer. So the thing, you know, she's done everything that's been required for that for us. And she's also a singer and songwriter and plays piano. And she just released her first single called Anxious Devotion. Wow. Which, which is, Uh, you know, already touched thousands of hearts Mm. because it's just so Mm. deep and it's just, it's something that we all feel. And so, and and then just lastly for me, I have a crazy background in that um, I did work in corporate America for almost 20 years. That was split up between 10 years of staying home with my kids. But then I also was on staff at our local church working in this ministry called Moms, and it stands for Making Our Mothering Significant. And I've been in there for 21 years now. And it was through being mentored and later becoming a mentor that God taught me so much. Mm. Not only not only were we had, we do two Bible studies every sort of uh, school calendar year, one in the spring, one in the fall. And I I can't imagine what my life would be without that. And just, um, you know, it really holds you accountable, holds you accountable to do a study, it holds you accountable being a small group leader, being Mm -hmm. a mentor. And so I'm, I'm just so grateful now for how God is using that to allow me to pour, pour into others. So so what is it like working as co-workers with your daughters in like in leading this ministry? How I mean, yes. I'm sure it's amazing. I'm sure it's also hard, but <laughs> yes, yes. It's it's definitely a combination. I think um for the most part like like what's most important to me is that you know, we we have a very close connection first and foremost and that we try to always ground everything that we do with prayer and making sure that we're, you know, following the Holy Spirit's leading. And so I think like that's, that's the starting point for sure. You know, things come up where we have difference of opinions about what we should do. And I think what we've generally tried to do is go back to who, whose area of expertise is it? You know, if this is a video, if this is a, a a photography issue, then you know what, Taylor, you're the expert. Like we all weigh in on our opinions, but we let her make the decision. If it's a Bible study, Ashley does that. And then of course, for me, mentoring type things. So I feel like, you know, one of the things that I taught the kids when they were very, very young, all three of my children was that 
if things are starting to go downhill and bad, we stop, we take a pause and we literally want to start our day over. (laughs) So we, so we still do that now, even in coffee and Bible time, if we're having a meeting and things are going crazy, we just, sometimes it's good just to take a pause, regroup, come back together. But I would say, um, you know, overall it's, it's, it's a joy. Mm, I love that. That's such a great takeaway nugget is to just stop and pause. Do you want to start that over? <laughs> Let's start over. Well, Ellen, this has just been really fun to have you on. I love how the Lord led you in this passage. It's um, fun to hear the story of ministry and how God is just helping you guys stay tender to the spirit and letting him lead. And that's an inspiration as well. And so thank you so much for creating some space to be on the podcast with me today. It's been a joy, Jody, And I love you waiting for your next Bible study and can't, can't wait to talk to you again thank soon. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. We will definitely do that. Well, as always, friends, I'm going to put a bunch of links in the show notes so that you'll be able to find coffee and Bible time. You'll be able to link to all the things that we've talked about. And so definitely take a look there. And I also just want to thank you once more for joining me on so much more and ask you a favor. If you are enjoying this podcast, would you subscribe and would you just take a moment to like it? Because that is one of the most important ways you can support this ministry. And so thank you for doing that. Well, as always, thanks for joining me because we do believe that Jesus has so much more to say to us and we are creating space to listen. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.